Monster House Records Club. And here's your host, Eddie Monster. Yeah, yeah. All right. Welcome, everybody. I don't know what that was, but welcome, everybody, to another exciting edition of Monster House Records Club. I don't know what I was doing. I was I think I was going to go, yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't know. Uh, didn't come out right. But nonetheless, welcome to another episode. It uh, It's day 19. Uh, the Dow was down a, a point, 3-0, whatever the fuck that means. But it's my birthday, and I don't give a shit personally about the Dow right now because we're here to talk about music man we're here to check out an album from a band that is badass and we're here to celebrate my birthday 41 years on the planet that's right and uh, hopefully many 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 more to come hopefully you guys have been enjoying uh, all these records that I've been doing for you guys it's been a lot of fun uh, doing it and we wanted to pick a special one for today because it is my birthday after all you know what I mean so yeah so I tried looking up so at first I'm going to explain the the, the search uh, but before I do that remember you want to follow the show on social media click the links below that's right Facebook Twitter and Instagram they're all there you can have fun with it like it follow the page give it a follow uh, all that good, good, good stuff. Go to pedaltothemetalradioshow.blogspot.com. That is the place to go if you want to listen to new and archived episodes of both Monster House Records Club and Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. Remember, there there are 33 episodes of Monster House Records Club. There are 118, I believe, episodes of, uh, of Pedal to the Metal. There's a bunch this is like fun size. So I know it's more than 118. It could be like 120 something. So there is a lot of content on that page. And it's all there. It's all available. Um, if you are listening to something, like if you're on uh, Stitcher and you go to pedal to the metal radio show.blogspot.com and you can't find the Stitcher link on any of the original episodes that came out. Uh, never fear, you can find the show on Stitcher. It'll be the episodes will be there. I'm just not gonna go back and correct 113, 25 articles. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna, you know, that's time consuming, and I don't have anybody working for me that would do that. So this is, you know, this is this is blue collar right here, blue collar podcasting at its best. So support the show however you can. It's a, it's greatly appreciated. Um, all right, so back to business. So I had this idea at first that I was going to try to find an album that came out in January of 1982. And I was like, okay, well, I want it to be before January 19th. That way I could be like, oh, you know, I'm turning 41 and this album is 41. The crop the the potential in January of 82 was just not there for me because I wasn't about to cover Hanoi Rocks just not into it 
not into it. Although maybe I'll adventure into that someday, but I'm not a huge fan of Hanoi Rocks. So, anyways, and not taking anything away from them, so don't don't mind me on that one. So I I wasn't liking it. So I looked back and uh, looked at December of 1981 because technically by January 19th, 2023, that album is 41 years old. So I went back to December, November, October. I found uh, Venom's Welcome to Hell. Then I checked moshpitsandmovies.wordpress.com and found out that I had already reviewed Venom's Welcome to Hell. So that was out of the picture. So now I'm just frustrated. I don't know. Um, I found Mob Rules by Black Sabbath. I don't want to do that one yet. That one will come eventually. I had to be in the mood to listen to something. So I decided, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I am going to look up a band that turns 41 in 1982. So, you know, I'm not going to be picky and try to figure out who started in January of 82. It doesn't matter. As long as the band is turning 41 years old this year, I decide to cover them. So there we go. And that's what I went with. And the band that I decided to go with is none other than one of the craziest bands in the land that started in 1982, features a former member of the New York Dolls. That's right. I'm talking about Wasp. And for those of you that know, Blackie Lawless is the former member of the New York Dolls. At one point, he was a member at at some point. Uh, so yeah, so I decided to cover Wasp and I decided to check out their 1989 record. That's right. The Headless Children. It's the fourth album to come up from Wasp. It was released in April of 1989 and it featured Blackie Lawless on lead guitars. I mean, excuse me, rhythm guitar, lead vocals, and the album was produced by him as well. Uh, it also features Chris Holmes on lead guitar. Johnny Rod on bass, and Frankie Benali on drums. Fun fact, not very fun fact, not at least for Wasp anyways. This would be the last album that Wasp would come out with before they broke up temporarily in 1990. So those of you that don't know, The Crimson Idol was the next record, and that was originally intended to be a solo album by Blackie Lawless, and then he changed his mind and and, uh, called it Wasp. So there you go. But anyways, we're getting back to this one. This one was a very, very important record for Wasp because it was a change in what they sang about because apparently a fan had come up to to Blackie and had told them that because of the song Bad, which was off the self-titled, they kicked drugs. That song helped him, you know, kick the drug habit. And Blackie was blown away by it. Absolutely blown away and couldn't believe it. And was like, really? With just one song? And it wasn't even intentional. But one song saved somebody. So Blackie decided that with the Headless Children, he was going to take on more serious topics to try to see if he could save more people. And uh, it did very well. Let me tell you something. This album went in the top 40 in six different countries. 
That's right. It went number eight in the UK, 13 in Norway, 18 in Finland, 19 in Switzerland, and 22 in Germany. It went number 48 on the Billboard Top 200, which is their highest charted album, I believe, maybe at the time. I don't know if it's still their highest charted album ever. I haven't really checked into that, um, to be perfectly honest. But this was definitely a turnaround for the band, uh, lyrically, because, uh, you know, obviously they didn't want to just sing random ass songs about random things. So they got serious, and this is what they came out with. The Headless Children, and we're about to check that out. But before we do so, you know what time it is. That's right. It's promo time. We'll see you guys in a minute. All right. Welcome back. We are checking out The Headless Children by Wasp. And as always, I've got to explain the rules to you guys, or at least the criteria of how we we look at these songs. We check out every single song in the album. And we grade every single song based on a zero to five star system. It's as easy as can be. Zero means it's the worst song. Five means it's a fucking fantastic song. And uh, at the end of it, we take all the songs, we add up all the grades, and we average it out. And then we give you the final grade of the record. And, uh, yeah, that's how we roll. I always like to go over it because you never know. Sometimes this could be somebody's first time ever checking out, you know, one of these episodes. So I always like to keep people up to date. Just doing some business. All right. Let's start it off. We got The Heretic, The Last Child, which is the very first track on the album. And it starts off like it could be in a horror film. I'm serious. With church bells and the eerie music before it launches. Into a seven minute epic with kick ass riffs and badass drumming from Senor Banali, the late Frankie Banali, by the way. Rest in peace, Frankie. Um, you don't realize fully how amazing of a drummer Frankie really was until you hear certain things. You know what I mean? Like this certain. Quiet Riot records that you're just like, man, this guy was unbelievable. But then you hear him in something like Wasp, and you really get a full grasp on how amazing Frankie Benali is. And you're going to hear that throughout this whole record. Frankie Benali was the real fucking deal in the music business, I'm telling you. Uh, I gave that track 4.8 stars out of 5. It's a really good one. Really good. Uh, the Real Me is the very next track. And, and you know, Wasp loved to cover songs. They did. They loved to cover songs. And this is a cover of the Who classic that was approved by Pete Townsend himself that just kicks ass. But it's misleading. Let me tell you why it's misleading. Because the album is, is actually kind of heavier than this. But this is still a great track. And Benali shines on this with some double bass fury that I think would make Keith Moon proud. Let me tell you something. That's what I'm going to say. And I gave it five stars out of five because the band did exactly what they did. They took a classic. They stuck to the to the original and they made it their own as well. And that's why I gave it five stars. So if you were wondering. All right. The Headless Children. The title track is the very next track. And uh, such an eerie, ominous beginning to a track that is the most badass Wasp song ever. I'm sorry. This is 
the epitome of Wasp right here. This showed so much potential for where Wasp could have gone uh, if they had just kept with Chris Holmes and Blackie kept his ego to the side. This definitely would have been it. Uh, it's got hammering riffs uh, combined with the maddening sound effects in the beginning that just helps set up this powerhouse complete with things like this elements that are inspired by Deep Purple, a lot of Sabbath-esque elements, and the guitar solo itself is very Maiden-like. It's just an unbelievable track, and it's all about the decline of Western civilization as we know it. Let me tell you something. If they had come out with more shit that sounded like this, dude, I'm telling you, Wasp is badass. If I could cover, this would definitely be a song I would cover from Wasp. Uh, five stars out of five. I could give that shit a six. It would get a six, believe me. I'm, I'm not. I don't lie. Uh, Thunderhead is the next track, and it's got some piano that sets up the beginning of the track. That features some kick-ass bass, some badass guitar riffs, and Benali at once again showing you why he's an excellent fucking drummer. Uh, and a track that's all about heroin addiction and the dangers of it so on and so forth remember getting socially conscious it is something blackie lawless wanted to do and he did that with thunderhead 4.7 stars out of five for that one this one is actually another one that i love it's called mean man and i love it i'm a mean motherfucking man you know da 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 whatever and uh it's an in your face rock metal classic that is in the vein of motorhead as far as you know, it being hard charging, no BS, no thrills, no frills, no thrills, you know, all that kind of shit, whatever that saying is. Um, and it's all about a badass motherfucker who takes no shit. And quite possibly, quite possibly, this could be a song about Chris Holmes himself, although he was on the record and he was a part of the band at the time that they wrote this and did this. So I don't know if this is autobiographical, you know biographical i don't know you know what i mean i don't know what who blackie maybe blackie wasn't singing about chris holmes maybe not uh but it sure as hell seems that way which is why i gave it five stars out of five for a final grade uh the neutron neutron bomber is the very next track and it has an intro that reminds me of maiden Believe me, there's some Maiden elements in here. But quickly becomes a Wasp track right after with the hard-charging rhythm section. And it's a track that's all about Ronald Reagan and Blackie's obvious dislike of the man, the former president of the United States. Uh, 4.5 stars out of 5. Um, Mephisto Waltz is just an instrumental that leads into the next track, which is Forever Free. And Forever Free is a ballad on the album. That is all about dealing with the loss of a loved one. I got to be honest. I am not a fan of ballads when it comes to Wasp. And it's it's nothing against the music is great, is good. I should say the music is good. Uh, it's Blackie's voice that just never convinced me. Like, you know, if I hear a ballad, it's like I want to hear Steve Perry of Journey do the ballad. You know what I mean? Like Blackie, don't do any don't do any ballads. We don't need ballads from you. Okay? Uh, but you know, whatever. It's it's a good song. It's a really good song. Just not a huge fan of this ballad. And I and I wish they were over with ballads by nineteen eighty nine, but unfortunately bands were still fucking doing ballads. And let me tell you something. 
if Wasp had not done this, they could have claimed to have never written ballads in their lives. But unfortunately, there you go. You got Forever Free. And I gave that 4.3 stars. I know that's going to frustrate people because I was looking at a lot of the reviews and so many people dig this song. Like, really dig this song. I remember one kid was telling a story about how people were giving him shit for buying a Wasp record. But as soon as Forever Free came out, people wanted to be Wasp fan again. And let me tell you something. If I had heard Forever Free back in 1989, I would have just looked at you and been like, please tell me the rest of the record is more crushing than this. Like, I want fucking balls-to-the-wall Wasp, not... You know this, even though it's a good track. Like I again, it, 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 I'm very hard pressed with this one. It's a very tough track for me to talk about. Very hard pressed because I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. There are some great ballads in the world from the, especially from the '80s. That's not one of them. Uh, Man Eater is a cool rock track from the band that is all about being free and riding your Harley into the sunset. That's right. It's all about riding, riding, riding. And it's uh, four stars out of five for a final grade for me. And then we get to the very last track, which is Rebel and the FDG. Uh, a definite war cry for a last track. And it's all about being a rebel in the fucking decadent generation, I believe is what that stands for. Meaning that Blackie Lawless has never gone with the norm because he likes because he won't like what you tell him to like. So basically, think for yourself. Is all he's saying. Don't like something because everybody else tells you to like something. Or don't hate something because somebody else tells you to hate something. So, like, if I'm telling you that I don't like Forever Free, that doesn't mean that I'm telling you to hate it. You should do the opposite. Fucking love it. You know what I mean? Uh, So, you know, that's a good example right there. 4.3 stars out of 5 for that one. I thought very, very, very solid first half. Kind of not as solid of a second half of this record, even though all great tracks. If it's over four stars, it's a great track, no matter what. I mean, that means it's not a bad track. Three is where I start getting, like, the threes are where I start getting, like, a little skeptical. And then it starts to go down from there. Um, But overall, looking at the record, after I averaged it all out, it gets 4.62 stars out of five for a final grade. And... You know, that's my honest opinion of it. So take it or leave it. That's what I always say. All right. So who knows where we're going to, this journey is going to go. We've gone 19 days so far in, into 2023, and we've done 19 albums. And it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. There's a lot of music I've, I've never heard. Um, I'm trying to expand the horizon here and not just check out, you know, albums from. From the past, but also a lot of new albums, you know, and a lot of, you know, different kind of things, you know what I mean, in the metal and rock community. Um, so we'll see where it goes from here on out. There's a lot, a lot of exciting shit coming out this year, too. So let's not forget that. We're getting closer to 500 albums. That's right. We're getting closer to 500. And I mean, excuse me, 400. Jeez. Getting close to 400 albums. Correction. And uh, that's going to be exciting. I want to do something special for album number 400. So we'll see how it goes. All right. I want to thank you guys again. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I appreciate every listen. Believe me, I really do. Um, 
without you guys, this is this is nothing. You know what I mean? It's just me rambling on, but this is this is special for me. I I love doing this. I've always loved doing this, so I appreciate it. Love you guys.